Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Happy Friday to you, just like that. The final hour is here. 6th and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. The crew is all here as well. The show is floating. We are ready to get you uh, to the weekend of football. All the kickoffs are tomorrow and Sunday. We'll get to the NFL pregame discussion coming up. But, uh, Chad, every week, each Friday, you go through your top ten games of the week. And you've got the storylines available. Outkick.com is where you can find Withrow's column uh, on the top five storylines of the weekend. We have five five storylines plus ten must-see games for tomorrow's kickoff. I have a feeling... That at least three, and I haven't seen the list, three of the top, I'm going to say seven games okay. of your 10 okay. are SEC-based. I don't, again, uh, Auburn LSU has got to be high, I think, mm-hmm. based on uh, the coaching change that could happen, based on the result. Um, These are fair guesses. Okay. Kentucky, so Ole far. Miss, and of course, Alabama, Arkansas. I don't know how you stack those two. But it is uh, time. Shall we, uh, shall we find out yes. how I stack I, I these up? Them down. We're going to count them down. Shall we stack them up? With Rose, top 10 games of the college football weekend. Need more reasons to watch college football? It's time to bang some hats. Here's Chad Withrow's must-see games this weekend. I live by a bang hats at all time mentality, yes. but you definitely bang hats on the Friday before a college football weekend. And guess what, boys? They're going to be banging hats tonight. At the Rose Bowl, because we got Friday night football. And that is game number 10 on my list. UCLA hosting Washington tonight. The Huskies, a two and a half point favorite in this game. Kalen DeBoer, first year head coach. Paul, you love this guy because you loved him at Fresno State. I did love him. You loved his quarterback a year ago. You know what I love about Kalen DeBoer's offense? Year one, they're already over 300 yards passing in every game in this pass happy offense. Michael Penix Jr. You got to say that one slowly. Leads the nation in passing. He is thir- uh, Washington also on defense is third in sacks. Hutton knows what I mean. Got to go slow on some names. Penix. Uh, P- Michael Penix. Penix. Oh no! Uh, I'm having I'm a throwback. Yeah. We're having a throwback to a story it's one we that can't tell on uh, He needs a nickname. MP Jr. is what I'm going to call him. He was nearly right the ball. Yes, he well, He was committed to Tennessee for a I while. Know. He's from Connecticut. <laughs> That's uh, a high school player. Not a lot of uh, high school athletes coming out or football players coming from Connecticut other than Aaron Hernandez. That story did not end well. <laughs> Washington hoping this story ends well tonight at UCLA. Washington is not getting enough discussion for the no, college football playoffs. No, they're, playoff. they're 15th right now. Uh, Chip Kelly, by the way, is getting the run game going a little bit for UCLA. UCLA should have lost at home to South Alabama. This might be a two-part column, Chad, but here's a request for you. I don't know if you're taking requests at this time always, or if you have a backlog. I love requests and suggestions. I want a column about quarterback transfers who are doing well. Oh, there are several. Okay. Good luck, Chad. No, that's, that's a great one. Uh, what if I did a top five doing well, top five bad decisions? Great. To transfer. 
Just I like would, I did with I the would, backup quarterback. So you're going to the next get game. Clicks from me. I'll give the top and the bottom. You're going to the <laughs> so next you're going game. going to the next game. I love that. Game <laughs> number nine. Number nine. Here we go. We're going to go to the Plains. That's right. Brian Harson continues to fight for his life at Auburn and maybe try to lose so he can go back to Boise because they may have an opening soon. He could roll right back up to Idaho and coach the Boise State Broncos. But first, he's got to face off against LSU. LSU an eight-point favorite in this game, 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. LSU under Brian Kelly has rushed for over 200 yards in each of their last three games. Now, here is a factor in this one and why I'm going to give you a little betting advice. Hurricane Ian. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's moving into the Auburn area. About time for kickoff for this game. It's going to be rainy, and there should be just enough wind to matter in this game. Run games do well in the rain. Auburn must win the turnover battle to have any chance in this game. Take the under. It's 45 and a half. I think Auburn, they were, it was, uh, I think, 17-17 at the end of regulation against Missouri last week. Chad, if it were this perfect weather, This is going weather, to be a say? defensive game. <laughs> perfect weather, way take over. the under. If this perfect was, weather, if, take the under. If this was perfect weather, I would also probably <laughs> advise you to take the under. Way to but ruin it. The Wait fact, the fact, well, Hutton, that it's bad that's how weather. Bad these teams are. I hammer the under in this game. Yes. LSU is an eight-point favorite at Auburn tomorrow night. I'm with you. Is Jaden Daniels getting better? Uh, he's got the back injury, not a two a tongue of my like back so injury. A concussion. Correct. That's also a concussion. I think this is a legitimate back injury, unlike uh, maybe what we saw from Tua. Game number eight this week. Number eight. Oklahoma at TCU. Oklahoma. A six-point favorite on the road. Still 18th in the country after a disappointing home loss to Kansas State uh, this past week. 11 a.m. kickoff Central Time on ABC. TCU, they won the Iron Skillet last week in their game against SMU. Uh, Oklahoma averaging over 40 points per game. TCU, their air raid, averaging 46.3 points per game. Gentlemen, I will not be advising you to take the under in this one. Uh, no. I, I would never advise you to take the under in this game. Should be a lot of points. Game number seven. Number seven! Number four, Michigan. I like the echo coming from Paul, too. That's great. Let's do this for everyone. Number four, Michigan on the road in Iowa City to take on Iowa. 11 a.m. This is the Fox Big Noon kickoff. Chad, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. I like, I like plus 11 here. Do you remember Am when good teams used to go to Iowa and lose? No, so Michigan, Michigan has a very sordid history in Iowa City. And a lot of teams do. It's, it's, it's a tough place to play. Now, Blake Corum from Michigan, you want to talk about a workhorse so far, the running back? 42 carries for seven touchdowns in the past two weeks alone for Michigan. Iowa guys, 131st nationally in total offense. Paul, do you know how many teams there are? I have them at 128th. We looked at different rankings. If you think uh, in, in FBS, there are 131 teams. Does so Michigan score 17? If you think Michigan scores 17, then take the point. Yeah, you I give would, the I would there. say if you think they score 17 and that's it, you don't take the points because I think Iowa will score one defensive touchdown oh. in this game because Ooh, they're averaging, I would say they're a, averaging a defensive or special team score and a half per game so far this season. I would say a field goal. Uh, so, 17-3 final, and you should take Michigan. Iowa's offense, terrible. How Defense, do you like the over-under? Great. 42. Uh, I would take the under. If I'm taking anything in this game, I'm taking the under. I'm taking Michigan to win this game. But it may be close. I'm with you, Hutton. This could be a game that Iowa covers in. Maybe uh, surprise. However, we saw the Big Ten championship game last year. 
was it 44 to 3, 41 to 3? It was not it's pretty. Over. Not pretty. Game number six, Hutton. We're going to the SEC number for the first six. time. There we go. Number 17, Texas A&M at Mississippi State. The Bulldogs of Mississippi State, a four-point favorite. This is maybe the best game of the season in the 3 p.m. Central time slot on SEC Network. Usually this is a game that's reserved for the worst conference game of the week or an SEC team versus some you know FCS school. This week, though, it's A&M at Mississippi State. A&M's defense good enough to keep this one low-scoring and manageable. Hutton, we know this, though. The offense, still a problem, oh. especially with Aeneas Smith out exactly. for A&M. And Devin A-Chain is their only real playmaker on offense. It's run game, run the clock, control time of possession, low-scoring game. That's what A&M wants to do, and they win that way. It's not pretty. They win that way. But use that accordingly. Max Johnson, people thought they were starting the wrong quarterback. Max Johnson is 21 of 41 in his two games. I want to make a declaration. I hate Texas a and Period. Yeah, good. Hate him. Good. Vegas does not. Vegas does not. On Max the Johnson. Field. I mean, that, if this is, if this is uh, Max, high level Max quarterback Johnson, play. Max Johnson has mastered the art of the fadeaway three pointer <laughs> pass. Yeah. Where he gets pressure in his face. And I mean, is backpedaling and jumps and lofts it to a guy in coverage who somehow catches it. Just go wild. He did it multiple times. And put an extra block on Yeah, against field. Arkansas. It's it, th- Their offense is bad. Mississippi State went to College Station and won 26-22 a year ago. Um, A-chain, by the way, for, for A&M, since they've turned things over to him because the quarterback play has been bad. He scored in all four games this season. Mississippi State, however, they spread the ball around. They have seven different receivers with ten or more receptions this season. Mississippi State should methodically pick them apart. Should, but they have slowed down. They have slowed down in recent weeks. You know that I I aim for honesty, and if I have a great feeling about a game, I have an SEC parlay for you in this top ten that I feel very strong about. I will be honest with my strong feelings. I'll be honest when I have no clue. I have no clue what to pick in this game. None. Because A&M, since they lost to App State... But beat Arkansas. They beat a what looks like a, maybe a bad Miami team, but beat them, not by a lot. Mm-hmm. They find a way to beat Arkansas. They lose to Mississippi State a year ago, but their defense did really well in that game Yes, against Mississippi State in the air raid. So I don't know what to pick in this game. If I you know, had to, I would say State wins, but should be a close game. Game number five. Number College five. football games of the week. I love Wake Forest offense and watching I mean it is if you want to watch the slow mesh of the claw fence the Dave Clawson offense where I to to this day I I try to fathom how they pull this off but (laughs) Paul it's this slow handoff where Sam Hartman gets it and they're reading the defense for a solid two seconds with the ball and the running backs no the running backs they're running towards they're running towards the line and it's the slow mesh I don't know how they don't fumble it more because it is some – I mean, you've got to be really on the same page because Hartman's either going to rip it out of his chest, yep. his stomach, and throw it, or he knows he's got to take it it's effective. at some point. It's effective. It works. Running back and quarterback have to be on the same plane at all times and know what the decision's going to be, and they have to share that decision in the moment. Fun to watch. Florida State's been fun to watch this year too. Jordan Travis has been really good at quarterback so far. Guys, LSU's not bad. Since they lost to Florida State, Florida State just might be pretty good. Mike Mike Norvell may be turning it around 
in Tallahassee, this game in Tallahassee, the Knowles, a six-and-a-half-point favorite, 2.30 Central Time on ABC. So the loser of this game, Kansas gets their spot in the top 25 if the Jayhawks win. I like it. Kansas needs to win because if they win, I think they are going to be in the top 25 regardless. Game number four this week, number going to the four. Big 12. Number nine, Oklahoma State at number 16, Baylor. Baylor, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, 2.30 Central Time on Fox. Uh, we had a great preview earlier from our guy in Waco. Um, this is shaping up to be a really good game. And, guys, the winner of this game may end up being your Big 12 champions. Implications, Big 12 title race. you got Oklahoma already one loss. Winner of this game in the driver's seat for sure. Uh, soon to be the face of the conference because Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. They've already played for the Big 12 title game a year ago. The winner of this game, to me, is the front runner for the face of the conference moving forward. Baylor killed Oklahoma State's hopes of a playoff bid last year. Narrow hopes, 21-16 with a goal line stand last year. My guy Spencer Sanders had four picks in that game. Uh, 21-16 the final. It's a fun game. So Baylor lost a close one at BYU, but then they go to Iowa State and pick up an impressive win last week. Baylor on the road. So uh, this should be a fun one to watch. Game number three. Number three. Alabama at Arkansas. Alabama, second in the nation, 17-point favorite. I don't necessarily get it. I feel like every time I say I don't get it, Vegas wins in this. Arkansas lost by seven a year ago. K.J. Jefferson was pretty good in that game. Uh, Arkansas had a lot of yards offensively. I don't see where Alabama's a lot better this year than they were a year ago. I think Arkansas is a little bit better. What you're or saying about the same. What you're this saying is Arkansas. Arkansas has improved. Alabama is the same, which means they're SEC championship worthy, right? You're not saying yep. they're worse no. than last year. No, they're they're a very good so, team. Obviously, they've been a bit shaky on the road. Like, so it's, a bit shaky in quotes. Yeah, they they find a way to win though. Like even when they're not playing their best, or they're making like dumb penalties, twelve men in the huddle, a delay a game, you know, out of a timeout, they overcome that. Bryce Young. Consider this about his time at Alabama. His true road games as a starter. Tell me what you notice. 2021 against number 11, Florida. They win 31-29. 2021, A&M. They lost that game 41-38. At Mississippi State, they win that game 49-9. 2021 against Auburn. They win in overtime. Four overtimes. 24-22 was the final in that one. And then at Texas this year, 20-19. The spread is 17 and a uh, half in a true road game. Give me the points. Alabama wins, but give me the points in this one against it's, the Razorbacks. It's one leg of my three-leg parlay that I feel strong about. Arkansas, Arkansas covers. Got some bouncing back to do. Arkansas covers. Five but true Arkansas, road starts, four three-pointers or less. Uh, we had Josh Pate on yesterday to talk about this. Arkansas outplayed A&M and just lost by some really miserable luck in that game Yeah, when you look back on it. So I don't feel any worse about Arkansas after that game. Yeah, A&M won that game. I liked Arkansas, I Arkansas so Arkansas... much in that game, I bet it on two separate occasions, unknowing <laughs> to myself. You ever do that? I, I was I, like, oh, I bet this oh, game. I like this and spread. then I saw it later, oh, I bet it already. I will be surprised if Arkansas is not right there in the fourth quarter uh, with Alabama with a chance to win. Game number two. Number two. Number 10, NC State at number five, Clemson. Clemson, a seven-point favorite. Clemson finally got some offensive mojo back this past week against Wake Forest. Wake Forest, not the best defense, but DJU had his best game, maybe ever, as a Clemson Tiger in that game. NC State guys, you know this from the beginning, I'm not a big believer 
Um, but defensively, they've got the type of team that can keep this thing right in range, even on the road at Clemson. That's why Clemson's only a touchdown favorite. 7.30 Eastern time kickoff. The night game on ESPN. Going to be a great environment in Death Valley and certainly one to watch for ACC championship implications. So you know how I felt about NC State, right? Yeah, you, you and I both this, uh, picked they, them to They win have this. not played well. they got to win this game. They won this game a year ago. They have not won since 2002 there. This is the year. If they're going to do it, they've chirped all offseason about, oh, we, we couldn't do the bowl game because someone – uh, there was a team that, that faked issues and they didn't want to play us, so we get we didn't get ten wins. This is one of those games where you're better. You've got the quarterback back. You've got you know you've got multiple pieces defensively. You go on the road and you win this game. Clemson is not Clemson, which is pretty clear after week one. But they're improving. They're closer to Clemson now than they were in week one. Therefore, I I can't wait to watch this game. And this will show a lot about the Wolfpack and their coaching staff. Clemson gave up 259 yards in the air to Furman, 311 to Louisiana Tech. They better give up air yards to Devin Lear. They have scored 175 points, which is second most in program history to this point in the season. Great points made by all. And I will say this Saturday, we're going to have a much clearer picture of the ACC. Wake Forest, Florida State, that winner. And then the winner of this game between Clemson and Z State. Game number one, guys. I feel very strongly about this. Kentucky is going on the road and beating Ole Miss in this game. And they are a seven-point underdog. Another line that makes me ask the question, what does Vegas know that we don't? This is an 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff on ESPN. Lane Kiffin is bitching about his student section leaving early and oftentimes not even showing up. He's calling his own home atmosphere a high school-like atmosphere and that his guys have to learn how to play above that and not expect a good atmosphere from his home crowd, I feel like the, the Ole Miss faithful will respond this weekend against the top 10 team, and it's going to be a packed house and a good atmosphere. Chris Rodriguez is back. I do not believe in Jackson Dart leading this Lane Kiffin offense well, right now. Uh, if, when you have all these ideas about what a Lane Kiffin offense looks like, this is Zach Evans' run. This is a running game. They have one of the best running backs this, in college football. Kentucky has a way to... Win ugly. I believe in Kentucky's ability to win ugly more than Ole Miss. Give me Kentucky so, in a close game. We always ask, what does Vegas know that we don't know? Right? Yeah. Yep. The spread's what? Six seven, and a half? Seven right now. Seven. Ole Miss is getting seven at home against Kentucky. Kentucky's already gone on the road and won in Gainesville. Will Levis, time to step up, bro. Yeah, You're going a- against Ole Miss's defense. It's time to be a first-round pick on Saturday. You're, you're an underdog on the road at Ole Miss, and you were picked second in the East. It is time to step up and act like a first-round pick and play like one Saturday in Oxford. So I think it gets it easier now. Chris Rodriguez comes in and takes, takes some of the load off. Vegas knows that, though, Paul, and they're still a seven-point underdog on the road against Ole Miss. It's like, crazy. They're, they're unbeaten in September for the second consecutive year. This is zero respect for the quarterback situation, not at Ole Miss, but at Kentucky. Oh, yeah, you're right. And Will Levis has got all this hype about first-round caliber talent. Go prove it. Go prove it against Lane Kiffin's, not his offense, against Lane Kiffin's defense. It should be a layup for Kentucky. Lane Kiffin's defense. Are, we, are, you, I think are, are you with me here? I, I agree. Lane Kiffin's defense is a little bit better, I think, but this year. what does year, that mean? It means it's, it's average in the SEC. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I have never bought the hype 
on Will Levis. And I continue to there. read piece after piece about how he is the one first-round pick, you know, the, the outside of Bryce Young yeah. in the SEC. I just do not understand it from what I've seen on the field. But I, I think Kentucky goes down there and wins outright as a touchdown underdog. I'm with you on your top two. By the games. way, my parlay for the SEC, if you want to play this with us. Kentucky. Arkansas covers the 17. I think it's now 17 and a half. It is. Against Alabama at home. Kentucky money line as a seven-point underdog at Ole Miss. Auburn LSU. Under. Auburn LSU take the under. At 45 and a half at last check. Outkick.com slash bet is where you can do that. We go from college football to the NFL. We preview the upcoming weekend on Sunday. That's next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We are getting ready you for the the football weekend. We've got. Um, Chad, your, your top 10 college football games. Hey, we got a packed house at 6th and Peabody also. Yeah. We got a lot People trying to of looky-loos coming through here. Oh, the bathroom attendant hasn't started eating yet, so the weekend's really they're hasn't looking, begun. They're looking at Corey and Matty Ice, and these guys are so diligent and so hard at work, they don't even see out there. I've got the perfect vantage point to see everything that goes on by just looking to my right at, with people shopping for moonshine. And on Fridays, if you're ever in Nashville, please come see us because – it is a terrific scene. We are on in the beer garden right now on the big screen. Indoors, we've got live music. So if you hear Shania Twain, chances are you've That's heard her. that before in the background. That's her. She's yeah, here. It's, yeah. Or someone's being paid to play her song. Man, I feel like a woman. We found out yesterday the top requested song. Top, yeah, by from far. A, from every female vocalist that takes the stage at Sixth and Peabody. Man, I feel like a woman from Shania Twain. Uh, guys, we are, uh, we're headed back to London for a we league, are? yeah, not 9.30 a.m. Eastern is the kickoff time for the Vikings and the Saints I'm not gonna be this weekend as a part of our week four look ahead for the top games of the NFL weekend. We've got Minnesota favored by three points. It doesn't look as though Jameis Winston's playing in this one, which means Andy Dalton is likely to get the start. Might be better. Um, Winston's got a, a back issue, which he's been playing through and we've been questioning. Michael Thomas is not going to play for the Saints. That reflects this line. And on neutral field, the Vikings favored by three in London. How do you guys feel about it? I don't like the Saints. I, I don't like the Saints when uh, – I mean, I obviously like Michael Thomas. I don't, I don't like I, – I don't know that Andy Dalton is, is a heck of a lot worse than Jameis Winston in a spot start. Um, maybe over a course of a season. I, I like the Vikings here. I'd probably give give the three, too. I, I would bet the Vikings minus three. I, I've never been a huge believer in the Saints, but we have seen this season that it feels like if we're looking at the seesaw of a yeah. team, that oftentimes the team that seems down and out, that maybe they were picked to be a contender by a lot in the preseason – when it looks dire is when they step up. I'll say that about Cincinnati uh, with the Jets a week ago. Now they get to 2-2. Two and two. 
with a win over the Dolphins. I thought they looked close to dead after two weeks because they couldn't protect Joe Burrow at all. Now they once again look to me like a playoff team. Well, they've only allowed and three sacks in the last two weeks. Maybe yeah, this is the – my only point is maybe this is the course correction week for New Orleans. They need to go to London to figure it out, well, and they're going to get it done. But my mind says Vikings. The Lions. Minnesota's only two and one. It's not like they're steamrolling. No, but – Which teams are right now? Better yeah. than the well, Saints. About three of them. Yeah. Better than the Saints. But my point is Saints just lost at home to Carolina, yeah. who may be the worst team in the and league. And the, the, the Vikings – Came back. The Lions let Minnesota off the hook last week. They were up big. They're Lions. And the Lions and the Vikings. The Vikings came back and, and played well. The Lions did not, however, give Justin Jefferson any room to work with. He's two straight weeks. He's been a non-factor for this offense because defensive backs have played well against him. Why do I bring this up? Well, Marshawn Lattimore is on the opposite side for the Saints defense in this game. And to me, it comes down to, is, Jeff, is Justin Jefferson more like we saw week one? Or is he more of what we saw in, in, in week two and three, where he last week against the Lions defensive backs, he only averaged two and a half yards of cushion. That was the lowest of any top receiver in week three across the NFL. And you've got a counterpunch with Adam Thielen. Yes. Right? And with Dalvin Cook, he's dinged, if, yes. I, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is. But... That can't be a one-trick pony if if Jefferson if somebody's doing a great job on Jefferson or if you've got a singular defensive back who's smothering him, you've got other options in that passing offense. Get to him. Yes. Uh, this is, by the way, the 100th international game for the NFL. That's something. They're Vikings adding up a lot of preseason games, though, with that. There's not a lot of regular uh, season games there. 59 of them. Yeah. 59 of 59 them. 59 of them are... No, preseason, I think. Preseason. Right? Yeah. yeah the 41 of them are regular season. Yeah, that's a, that's Counting a this game. bogus stat for them to pump up. Well, it's still 100. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, I and mean, it's next 100. Week, but. Next week, for those curious, uh, the final team will have played internationally. This will be Who's the Packers. Left? The Green Bay Packers yeah. have not played there, and they are headed to London next week. So. Are they in London or Germany? Germany. Uh, no, it's the Tampa it's Bay is going to Germany I'm pretty later. Sure it's yeah, London next okay, week. Yeah, Tampa because Bay. Tampa Bay plays someone in, in it's there Brady. are multiple games Brady in London this year, including the Jags, which is to come. Um, next up, we we continue our tour around the NFL. Jacksonville and Philadelphia. It's a good game. The Eagles favored by six and a half. And AJ Brown has been as advertised. It's rare. Now, we're not saying this because we see him traded from our city in Nashville, elsewhere. It's rare that you trade for a receiver in the NFL and they immediately produce. They can produce. But we're talking first-month production where they're the talk of the league. The Eagles' offense is that, and it's due in large part to what A.J. Brown has meant to the offense. Here's A.J. Brown comparing the Philly offense to the environment here in Nashville. And you know, uh, Brave, you know, Brave, I got a lot of respect for him, but you know, he's he's the better check way. You know, everything is lock in, you know, you know, no fun over there. You know, it's you're gonna get the job done. But over here, he just, you know, it's just we just he just letting us have fun, do what we do, you know. Let us express our personality. And I think that's huge. You know, you want somebody to express them their, their selves and be themselves so so the real the real them can show on the game, on the on the football field. So that's A.J. Brown with Josina Anderson on her podcast. You know when A.J. Brown had a lot of fun? AFC Championship game? Had a blast. <laughs> he had a blast. Uh, especially receiving passes from his quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he loves his quarterback right now. 
Well, I, I just hear When's that. When's the last time he said anything good about Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. But Let me know he if said, you've heard it. He said he was the best leader he's ever no, around. No, 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 no. He said Marcus no, Mariota said Marcus was Mariota the best was. leader huh? he's yeah, ever that's heard. That's right. Yeah, they, well, he, he had fun when he loved Marcus Mariota, apparently. I mean, to make it like he had no fun when he was here is just more bogus A.J. Brown talk. I don't disagree with you about anything about the production. He has never said anything nice about Tannehill. Um, but him talking smack about Vrabel is ridiculous. Vrabel, we all know Vrabel doesn't run New England here. Vrabel's not a Belichick disciple. Vrabel's more a, Bel- uh, more a Mike Tomlin disciple. Uh, he, I mean, he's, he's more a disciple of, of Bill O'Brien. He's more a disciple of, of Luke Fickle. He's more a disciple of guys but, that he's friends with. in regards with. It's to also, no fun teams. New England's number one because Tom Brady and Logan Ryan and everyone else would tell us that. Who's number two? AJ saying it's it's the similar situation. Well, how yeah, many teams have you been I don't. On? And again, I, I just don't see oh, he's that. He's not comparing it to Philly. To me, though, I, I hear that from AJ Brown, and I think, well, that's not an insult. I mean, it it, it well, wins. It has won in the past with the Titans, and I. You know, there's I, nothing I, to complain about with AJ Brown. He has a, backed up all of this talk. I'm, I'm not a young great play. I'm not a young NFL receiver, but my point is, and guess who misses I, him? I don't. I don't feel like it's a diss to say, man, I was just in the Titans, and they're all about doing your job and accountability and not sticking out. I'm like, okay, great. Sounds like a good organization to me. Well, that's what they I say. Mean, it's, it's gonna, but is Dylan Radins accountable? Is Caleb Farley accountable? Well, Caleb, is Isaiah Wilson Caleb accountable? Caleb Farley was accountable Let, last week. He got his ass signed on the, the bench. Like, to too. throw out the mantra, you have to back it up. I don't see this team backing that no, up all that often. No, they're not this year. And look, it's all breaking this year. But up until this year, it, it's been okay with the Titans in terms of wins and losses, especially compared to Philly up until now they get A.J. Brown. But here's the other thing. Taylor Lewan had no problem being himself and having fun. So, I, I agree. I mean, how many players do I know on the Eagles from their personality other than A.J. Brown now? I, my only point is I don't – did that and they took I the captaincy away from I him. don't buy that on – well, also because he sucked. It's malarkey as a rookie. Um, and he had way too many penalties. I think it was the biggest reason he got his captaincy uh, taken away. I mean, A.J. Brown's doing great there. I don't, I don't know why he's compelled to keep taking knocks at, at the time. Well, I, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with he him. He was asked about his offense. I'm sure Nick Sirianni is, um, you know – Maybe more fun to play for than Mike Vrabel. I don't know. Well, so but let's. I, I just feel like a lot of people here are defensive over the trade and why they traded him. Oh, I, I think if it was anyone here to is trade being, him. and uh, me too. The day afterwards, I came in and said, "This is uh, he exemplified everything they talked about. Everything that Chad just mentioned. That guy was about, including making plays on game day, and they didn't replace him. Yeah, they made themselves worse. They traded the guy away. I mean, that uh, I said it the day it happened. I can see what they're thinking. Oh. We don't want this guy who's being loud and that we're going to pay a lot of money. So He's a we'll, wide receiver. We'll like, get a cheaper version of him in the I draft, know. and we're going to draft a guy who's very similar to him in college, and then it's going to work out. But you do that, and you know you're not going to be better the next year. Too so smart. the big issue for the, on the Titans' perspective for me is you took yourselves in a window and took yourself out of the window. By doing that, by saying, we're going to do something for the future. Too now. smart for their own good. Philly's second in the league in sacks with 12. They're allowing an NFL low 4.4 yards per attempt, and that's versus Goff, Cousins, and Wentz. I hate to see what they're going to do. Uh, well, no. I, I mean, I think uh, Lawrence will put up a better fight than that. I think I, this is going to be a good game. Paul, how shocking is it, though, that week four of the AFC South, the most interesting game in the AFC South, is not Titans-Colts. 
It's Jags Eagles. Well, we said that Trevor Lawrence team, should be the best the quarterback. We said them. Trevor Lawrence should be the best quarterback in this division, and now we're still going to call it the quarter poll four games in for the sake of our math, so, and he's going to be the best quarterback in this division. I, I nearly well, picked this game. I, nearly, I didn't think it was going to happen right now. I, I nearly, think he is going to be right now. I nearly picked this. Uh, if he is, he's Andrew Luck and then some because he's, he's living yeah, up I mean, to he it. Should, well, it's not hard to be better than but, Tannehill and Ryan and Davis Mills. I don't know that he should be better Have than you seen them his numbers? right now, he's, he's far about He's far better than them right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, let, let's also mention how they win this game. They don't win this through Trevor Lawrence. In my opinion, they win this through James Robinson. An ATM. You can run the football against the Eagles defense right now. I don't know if you can in December because they're young. They're young in the middle, and they're young at linebacker. They can run it right now. That's how Jacksonville goes on the road and wins outright. I nearly selected it. I didn't. Um, it's a very I, compelling game. Because I, I think Hurts and the receiving core, and they've got, they're locked in. You're gonna, you have to score a certain amount to get there. Jacksonville may be able to do it with the run if game. If the Jags win this game, the talk and uh, and so, uh, everything goes, whoo, they take off like a rocket. Yeah, we have our front runner for coach of the year, too, as yeah. well. Uh, let, Bills and Ravens, very intriguing here. Uh, Paul, I, I mentioned this to Chad yesterday, so no cheating, Chad. Um, Lamar Jackson over under 15th in the league on how often he's blitzed. Would you say he's top half or lower Bottom half? Bottom half of being blitzed? I think it's stupid to blitz him because if he gets <laughs> through you, he goes. So, But the way you're laughing, yeah. over. That, that, uh, my answer was he was going to be one of the least blitzed quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, Through three so weeks, too. he's the most Which blitzed starting too. quarterback we the in same the league. Answer, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I agree. But here's Let's the key. see what the Bills do. They're the... Least blitzing team in the NFL through three weeks. Yeah, they only send four. Bills have real problems in their secondary. Micah Hyde down, um, Tredarius, Tredavious White still not off PUP, and now Christian Benford's got a fractured hand. Uh, Lamar also accounts for eighty-seven percent of Baltimore's total yards. If you can find a way to slow him down, there's you, you know put it on somebody else's hand. Belichick wasn't able to do that, right? You want to get. Takeaway number option number one. He's hey, option number one, two, and three. Last week, Mark Andrews accounted for fifty-two percent of their offense to the passing game. How about this? Get ready for for him to to take off against Buffalo. How about defense. this on the other side? I was stunned by this. Devin Singletary ran forty-five pass routes against the Dolphins. <laughs> forty-five pass routes by by Buffalo's running back. And they moved McKenzie, who was a running back, to slot receiver. He ran fewer. Routes than Singletary. Then Singletary. He ran the second most. That's the second most to Diggs. Raiders zero and three. Broncos need a win in the division. The those winner, teams both suck. They do. The, the The winner of this game though is alive for a playoff contention. The other one's eliminated. And and, and I know that the Broncos have uh, some wins. And I, I know the records are skewed here. I'm just. The Broncos have have they've won against um, San Francisco. San Francisco which was eleven a to ten, game. and then they beat Houston. <clears throat> 13 to 9 Pitiful or something like that. Renfro uh, the, the back, Raiders, presumably off the concussion here. Paul, the, the Raiders had no business leaving Nashville last week 0 and 3. Based on the roster I watched take the field no, for the time. That was an out coaching job too. So, Daniel's unable to get the ball to his best people. That's why I think like the, the winner of this is uh, it, they're they're alive, the loser's done. And I I think the alive one is in trouble too. I mean, it's going to take a yeah. huge turnabout for either one of these teams to be in it. We overrated both of them tremendously, I think. 
Renfro, I think, could give the Raiders a spark. I'm presuming he's back from his concussion. Hey, kudos to uh, Eli Manning also for not apologizing for the joke he made yes. on the Manning cast, which was hilarious. And, and good they for were, Russell Wilson. They were talking Wilson. about the uh, – uh, Russell Wilson had good Is comeback. it Waitman, the, uh, the punter for Denver and his average? Yeah. And Eli Corliss joked Waitman. and said, hey, they, they should have given that punter $235 million instead of Russell Wilson based on his production. Six of his ten punts were inside the 20. And Russell Wilson came back and said, oh, Chad Power said that? Well, I was 3-0 and against Chad Powers in my career, which is a great response. Yeah. And he laughed as he said it. So I feel terrific. like things are slipping away from Russell Wilson. Well, he hasn't started well at all. I think this is all a Nathaniel Hackett problem who I buried after that, week one. Oh, maybe I so. think this is that he is the issue. It's not Russell Wilson. I've seen a lot more from Russell Wilson in this league and a lot of good things. And I've not seen a lot from Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. And what I've seen is very bad. And I see an organization that felt compelled to hire someone to make decisions for him in-game. That's not good. Well, you could say at least the guy was smart enough to know he's dumb enough to need this guy. You should have known that. You should have known it, yeah, right, when he put his staff together. Let me be very clear about this. Great. (laughs) That you admitted that you're dumb enough to do that. Also, you are not not capable of being an NFL head coach. If you need to hire some retired special teams assistant to make in-game decisions for you, dude, I wish I beat coaches you. make the decisions. I wish I beat you to the idea that he was done after one week. Man, no, a lot of head coaches have a guy in their ear helping them. You just don't hire him in week three, and it doesn't turn into a big thing after you've struggled for those three weeks. He's part of your initial staff, and Tom, then it's not a big deal. Tom Brady is ten and zero against the spread. Following a game, which was a loss, where he's going into a game where he's the underdog. All right? <laughs> a little complicated. That is a complicated so He's an step. underdog this week. Chiefs at the Bucks. Kansas City's favored by two. The Bucks are coming off a loss. Brady's an underdog. He is 10-0 over the last 20 years as an underdog coming off a loss. I'm not feeling great about Tom Brady. Uh, a bunch of his receivers are questionable. I know a lot of this has been about the receivers. He doesn't look like he's throwing the ball great. He doesn't look like he's feeling it great. He looks like 2019 Brady in New England. <clears throat> is he still? Um, I don't you. feel. I don't feel great about it. Is I'm taking. St- and the Chiefs are coming off a loss. Is he still a taking loss Wednesdays they off? Shouldn't have. Yes. No. He. No. 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 Oh, he he's right this Wednesday. The hurricane hit, so he he was there, and they were. Oh, he's trapped. They couldn't get to. Yeah, but is the plan get to, to continue not taking not They moved to Miami. Like they. they, they yeah. The, the Bucks have been practicing in Miami, and he went with them this well, week. We could have flown from Miami to Belize. Is the plan though after this? He was with Giselle there. Is so the plan off. after the hurricane to continue taking Wednesdays off? I believe so. Okay. I, I think the Chiefs bounce back from, uh, from a, a tough loss. I mean, they're pissed they lost to, to the Colts, I'm sure. The Colts are inferior to the Chiefs. I, I, like, I like the Chiefs to bounce back. I'm not liking what I see from the Bucks. I think once they get their people back, it's going to take a little while to get flowing. And I need convincing that Brady hasn't lost some. The Bucks will rally behind the people of Southwest Florida after Hurricane Ian. Watch out. Tom Brady, Watch who out. is on my fantasy team, is going to respond in kind, and the Bucks are going to win are this Are you game. winning with him? I've, i got to remember which team he's on. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm undefeated with one team. I'm 2-1 and one with another. So I guess I'm technically winning with either one. He's he's on the team that's three and zero. I had the classic conundrum that you guys make the case as why you can't have more than one fantasy team. We all do. One one extra is too much for me. I had Saquon Barkley against Saquon Barkley, so I was either I was going to win one game and lose one game depending (laughs) on what he did. And sure enough, I won one game by point four, 
and I lost one game by point four, all because Sa- uh, hinging on Saquon Barkley's Monday night performance. I'm awful at seeing who my opponent is and who they have on their team <laughs> until it gets down to the nitty-gritty. Then I'll look and say, okay, who do they have left? And that's when I pay attention if it's close. But I have no idea what Depends it on which screen I'm looking at. I'm it's like, all, damn you, Saquon. And then I look at the other screen Paul, and go, all I, right, Saquon. I take the mantra in fantasy football of most coaches. It's about what we do. It's not about the opponent. <laughs> it's about what we do this week. And it'll take care of itself. We don't worry about them. Defending him we and, worry about ourselves. And what if you're defending him and giving him the ball? Yeah, that would be that's a tough. That's Coming a quandary. Our thoughts on Titans and Colts and much more. That's next on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Big football weekend, Outkick 360 rolls on. Big weekend for my Braves, too. Yes. Max Freed versus Jacob deGrom tonight, game one. To decide the NL East. So the idea is they play tonight Down and then with the Mets. a doubleheader's coming up at some point, They're right? probably going to be rained out tomorrow for sure. I don't know what the forecast is like tonight. Maybe tonight's in jeopardy. Let's look it up. Also, but um, probably, I'd say definitely tomorrow, they're not going to play. And then they could get a split doubleheader on Sunday and they could keep that Sunday night baseball obligation on ESPN as the national game They on may Sunday get this night. in all tonight, weekend. No, all weekend. Oh, it may dodge them? Yeah, it kind of went east. Yeah, so they have dodged a bullet here. The perfect tonight, perfect Saturday, and right now, perfect Sunday. A 76 That's great for, for a high, 54 for a low. So you get the sold-out crowd all three nines. It's It sets up perfectly because it's the Braves' top three pitchers versus the Mets' top three pitchers. Yeah. The only thing that would have been better if the Braves found a way to Just win won. in extra yeah. innings against the Nationals to get the sweep where the Mets came back down 4 nothing and beat the Marlins. Now the Mets have a one-game lead going into the series. Uh, Paul, we've got the, the Titans and the Colts, each with a win on the season. Colts hosting the Titans. They will play again on October 23rd. So within a month, we're going to have a great sense of how things line up for both the Colts and the Titans and the Jags. The Jags are done with the Colts as well by October 23rd. What do you make of the matchup on Sunday? Well, I, I still think they're missing Harold Landry. Jeffrey Simmons has been quiet the last two weeks. Yes. Now they're going to be playing Joe Jones or Dylan Cole at inside linebacker with Zach Cunningham out. Lonnie Johnson maybe at safety next to Kevin Byard with Imani Hooker out. I'm not impressed with those depth pieces, which I think could hurt them. So I'm with you. I lean Titans certainly on the coaching edge, but I also think like – this is probably they're probably due to get back to splitting they, with the Colts rather than sweeping the Colts. I, I, I'm betting on two things for them to get back in their their winning ways, not just this week and last week, but moving forward. Number one, they've got to run the football well with Derrick Henry. That's their identity, right? And they they're close to that. They got him involved in the passing game too early, but again, like they're it they're staging sustain. it. They're it staging sustain. it. Number two, they got to stop the run. They were they've been awful. Missing tackles. Yeah, and you think Dylan Cole's doing Filling it? gaps. Like, that's where I'm scared. But that's this week with Jonathan Taylor. It comes down to Taylor or Henry, and let's determine the best running back on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, and I think the, the, the game within the game is going to be 
aging Matt Ryan versus Ryan Tannehill with limited receiver options. Yeah. On both sides. For both. I mean, both teams are dealing with the same issues. Well, in we terms know they of have receivers. Pittman. Who who does who who will the Titans go to? Because it changes up. The Titans to it me it just up. has a revolving door of someone who could maybe reach Michael Pittman's level each week. Maybe. That's not a good situation to be in. Well, like I, I, Woods emerged last week, but they didn't throw to him in the red zone. So does he grow yeah. there? And where's the Austin Hooper that we saw during training camp? I think that Traylon Burks is eventually going to have a, just a breakout game soon. Uh, he's going to be the well, guy in one of these games. But they've got to, I mean, they've got to target him. Yeah. If, for that to happen. Like, Did he get two targets last week? Yes. Uh, that, that's my concern is it, it's time to take the training wheels off this guy. Let's go. A.J. Brown had a 1,000-yard receiving season his rookie year. And Let's if, go. If he is the guy that you traded A.J. Brown away for to draft, he's ready to go. Like he's he wants that it. Should have been and part he, of the plan. But that part it of wasn't. Hey, let's trade AJ Brown and bring not, in a guy we'll baby all year. Right. It's not even a development thing. It's he wants to go. Uh, he wants the ball. AJ Brown wanted the ball at all times. Like this guy's got to want the ball, and it'd be a big part of the game plan. We'll, we'll start. We'll start to find out if he is. I think it'll be an interesting game. Um, I don't think either team's particularly good. I I agree. One one team should be better. To me, it should be yeah. the Tennessee Titans. The ownership in Indianapolis is measuring this game against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans should on, their, the Titans aren't doing on their identity. Henry should go off at the scene of the crime, by the way, where he was injured a year ago. He should take off this year. Uh, and if he does, the Titans are winning. If he doesn't, that means Jonathan Taylor won the game for Indy. That's how I see it. It's one of the two. Guys, we're back at it on Monday. Cheers to the weekend. Enjoy all of the kickoffs. And recap it all with us on Monday, 2 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Eastern, on OutKick360. Don't block the box, but be sure to lock your locks. See ya!